it's lucky number 77 here for Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. And uh, with me celebrating this lucky occasion is James Charlton, all the way from the future, <laughs> Japan. Hi, everybody. And hi, TYP. Long time. Hi. Well, yeah. not, not that long. Not that long. How's, how was your Monday? Uh, my Monday was good because it's summer holidays and Ooh. there's no work. Woo-hoo. Well, uh, my Sunday was not so fortuitous, but um, I don't want to go there because it's Radio Trivia time. Um, and uh, we've got a lineup with a couple of James's requests, which he he didn't remember he had requested, but I reminded <laughs> him that he requested these games. And um, I took a look at the list and I said, which idiot suggested these games? And then TYP said, it was you. That guy. That guy. I hate that guy. But the <laughs> we'll have some fun there. I think there's some good uh, good music to be found somewhere among those games. Hopefully, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's cheery. Good way to start. It's kind of like, I feel like I'm walking down a countryside path with my, with my arms swinging by my sides. And yeah. waiting for someone to like jump from behind a tree. <laughs> yeah. Typical Sunday afternoon, I called it.
We're still walking. <laughs> we haven't got there yet. It's a it's a long road. So, about time for a question. Uh, that it is. So, how do you access the alternate third segment of a stage in this game? Given it away. Well, uh, I guess by process of elimination, people maybe have figured it out here. Um, I mean, it Got sort it. of sounds mm. like Twilight Princess, but mm. it isn't. It isn't. So, well, can, isn't? can I can I tell you the Japanese title first? Sure. Okay. Dinku no Bogan Training. Oh, great! Bogan, super. Yes. Uh, of course, it's Link's crossbow training. So, so this features like a machine gun, right? <laughs> An old-fashioned machine gun, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> so this is um, the Wii Zapper's introduction to the to the world. Um, the useless piece of plastic that you clip your uh, Wii remote and nunchuck into and then get irritated by it and throw it away and never use it again. <laughs> yes, but it was... Uh, it was Miyamoto's excuse to give Link a gun, which makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's I gun. guess they scrapped yeah. that, I guess, sort of. But it's bow yeah. gun in Japanese, apparently. Yeah, bow gun. That's weird. I guess because like a bow, uh, like a bow and arrow bow, and it's a gun because it looks like a gun. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Lynx Crossbow Training. Did you ever play this? No, I did not, and I really am not interested in playing it, but I always pictured it as being kind of an extended version of that one segment in Twilight Princess with the like the ghost town. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or- yep, you nailed it. You nailed it. It's exactly like that. I mean, first of all, I, I got this for $5. Uh, it was uh, my first trip to the United States, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Hawaii, if you can call Hawaii the United J- States. Japan calls it the United States. <laughs> yeah, so the part of Japan that speaks Japanese. <laughs> Hawaii. Uh, I got it for five bucks without the crossbow, without the uh, <laughs> the crossbow, yes, without the zapper, the zapper yes. without yes. the zapper. So I, I thought that's a good well, price for it. Five, yeah, five that's... bucks. You know, it's like like a WiiWare title, you know, which yeah, is, which it should have been if WiiWare existed back then. I'm not sure. Yeah. Would you get it if it was a WiiWare download? I don't know. I'm not much but of a WiiWare person points? to be honest. But uh, five hundred points. Yeah, but. I mean, the assets are are taken from um, Twilight Princess for the most part. So, I mean, the graphics wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do the graphics on the WiiWare. Um, but I mean, I guess this was like how much was it? Twenty five bucks or something with the Zappa? Which is, yeah, which so is, it was basically yeah. twenty bucks for the peripheral and five bucks for the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it was like thirty bucks, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't get it with the uh, the zapper. If you if you find just the game for like five dollars or less, I would say it's worth a shot. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a good throwaway game. You play through it once, it's good fun, and then you never play it again. That kind of game. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a it's a light gun game, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, a it's an on it's an on rails shooter. It's, it's yeah. It's well, there's three segments. There's um there's one part uh, called target shooting where it's it's like that. You just Scrolling across uh, you know, stages from Twilight Princess. Okay. I mean, when I say stages from Twilight Princess, I mean that I'm literally copy and pasted from Twilight Princess. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Uh, I think the first level is the, the village that you start off, uh-huh. and uh, you're kind of going through there, and you're shooting the pumpkins. I don't know if you remember. There's okay. pumpkins in that. Uh, maybe they've added like a couple of extra things in there, but it's pretty much the same. And you're shooting targets, and uh, then you go on to like the, uh, the Goron's village, and you're shooting Gorons in the stomach uh, for points. Wow, that's pretty violent. It is pretty violent. Well, they're, they're holding targets, so... Oh, okay. But yeah. if you think about it, the arrow's bound to go through, right? Right. And or if they miss, you yeah. know. And some of them are holding them very low, so uh, <laughs> make, of, <laughs> make of that what you will. So okay, so that's the scrolling part. What are the other two segments? Uh, there's another one called Defender, where you are standing still, but you can you can see Link, and you can kind of uh, you can kind of scroll. You can aim 360 degrees around you, so you're kind of like defending. That's why it's called Defender. You're defending the position. Uh, the one I remember is like you're in the middle of a desert, and there's like hundreds of those Stalfos skeleton people coming at you, and you have to shoot them, and uh, uh, I think that's when you first get the machine gun attachment, and you you kind of shoot down hundreds. There of is them. a machine gun attachment. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's it's just uh, like rapid fire, rapid fire okay. uh, arrows. Yeah. Wow! And the last one, which it's kind of the weird, kind of the weirdest one, um, 
I mean, it, it's kind of like the most similar to playing Twilight Princess. It's called the Ranger, the Ranger levels, and you have full control, so you have to have the nunchuck uh, plugged in, and you are walking around, uh, you know, full levels. Um, uh, the one I remember is like a kind of castle encampment kind of thing, the, the desert kind of, uh, the desert yeah. level from Twilight Princess, yeah. that kind of castle thing. And uh, you are scrolling through and you're shooting uh, those goblins which are kind of hiding in pots and on top of towers and stuff. And, uh, you know, some pots have money and extra points, things like that. So there's, you've got like a limited time and you have, uh, uh, whatever, three minutes and you've got to kill everybody and find all the, you know, the, the money or whatever in that level in that time. Wait, and you're supposed to be using that with the nunchuck within the, the zapper mm -hmm. configuration? That's right. I think the zapper is meant to, for people who who wouldn't, you know, for example, trying to play a, a first-person shooter, I mean, you give give a nunchuck and a, and a weave remote to somebody and say, you know, who's never played a game before and try and play like conduit or something, they're not going to be able to do it, right? So they kind of, I think the, the position in the zapper is supposed to kind of help people and be less confused or something, I don't know. So you kind of, at the back of the thing, you're controlling and then you're pointing with your other hand. Um, but I don't know, I think it's kind of like a bit, a bit of a weird way to control a game. I, think yeah. it, I, I mean, if I had the zapper, I wouldn't use it. I, I would much prefer just to take it out and just use, uh, use it normally, like I would a first-person shooter or something. Yeah. Okay, so... so, yeah. so <laughs> There are three different styles of games, and every stage has like one segment of each style. Yeah, um, yeah. There's like, uh, yeah. I think that's how it works. Like each, uh, each theme has got like three uh, of those: the target shooting, the defender, and the ranger. I think that's how it works. And then leading up to a boss. Uh, okay. So, so then, then mm -hmm. the alternate third segment is an alternate kind of free range mode. Right, right. The question, right? The question relates to the first type of game, the first type of level, the target shooting level. So you're going through, and you see these scarecrows. There's two in each level, and if you shoot the scarecrow in the torso area eight times, like with each hit, his head expands. So his head gets, you know, bigger than his body, and then explodes, and and that counts as you've, you've hit it. So if you find both uh, scarecrows in the level, um, there's uh, the, the third transition uh, changes to like a secret area. So the answer to the question is you have to find the two scarecrows and hit him in the stomach eight times. Oh, okay. That's access. Yes. But that's only for this. One, it's only for the on rails part of the game. Yes, it's only for the on rails one because um, the other ones don't scroll, so there's no way to you know scroll into a new area or whatever. Well, I guess they could have done it in the other ones. They could have, you know, hidden some targets and then it opens a door or something. I don't know. That would have made sense. So, so, so as far as you're aware, this is not discussed anywhere in the game. No, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, you see the scarecrows. I mean, on the scarecrow on the first level is quite obvious. Okay. Um, and then you shoot him, and then it's like you get lots of points, and you think, oh, that's cool. But there's no nothing to kind of say, you know, that it's going to do something cool. Uh, so yeah, right, I mean, so, so <laughs> most of the game and most of the songs from the game are, are taken from um, Twilight Princess, which I, which I'm assuming are in the background playing now. <laughs> so. I'm assuming that so I don't know which I don't know which game uh, which songs from Twilight Princess are actually oh, in this game. So. I really like the song that's playing now. 
this one's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one, yeah. Well, I, one. I may not actually be from this game, so I don't know which <laughs> games, <laughs> which Ed, songs are actually in this game. Edit up it out. I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, throwaway game based on Twilight Princess. Good for you know a day, a couple of days of play, and then you probably will play it again. It's got no online leaderboards, so there's no point in trying to like get your the highest medals or whatever. I think it's right. got gold and platinum, but you know, I think I got like half of the levels platinum, and I just kind of like got bored of it. And now, now, <laughs> getting higher rankings is its own reward. You don't need to compare how good you are to anyone else. You can go on Facebook and say, "Hey, everybody, I got this many points." Honestly, <laughs> that's what Nintendo wants you she to do. She is honest. You got Golly. you got thirty thousand. I got thirty thousand and one hundred. All right, we've said enough about this game. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Directed by Eiji Aonuma. Produced by, sorry. No, this is not a Zelda game. <laughs> well, I got, I'm fresh out of ideas.
low energy episode tonight, isn't it? <laughs> You're going to send me to sleep, even though it's like yeah. one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Excellent. So here's the question. Uh, what are the long, thin, diamond-looking items that you are searching for called? There's some hints there. Yeah, I think uh, maybe some folks have figured it out. At least yeah. fans of the if series. If they've listened to it, yeah, if they've, if they've already uh, 
listened to enough of radio trivia to know that we've already used all the other possible games. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I don't know if that's 100% sure or not. We've certainly used the, the primary games in the Metroid Prime series. Primary games. I like it. Yes. <laughs> what game is this, James? This game is Metroid Prime Hunters. That's for right. The D- it's the, the DS. DS game. Which uh, I never played the final product. Um, uh, I only played the, the, the demo, demo that, that came out with the, the system. So that came with the DS, right? Yeah. Um, for some strange reason, they, they gave a demo of a game that didn't come out for like another year <laughs> um, with the system. Yes. It's called Wetting Your Appetite. That's what it is. Yeah, I guess they felt like the Mario 64 wasn't the greatest showcase of what the touchscreen could do, so they figured... Like a, a first-person shooter might be a better choice, and I, I guess I agree with that. It's like this is what the console can do in about a year's time. So just right. just hang on. We, we rushed this uh, system out, so. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, this game doesn't get all that much love, um, and, and from what I've seen, as a uh, as a Metroid game, it, it pretty much fails. Yeah. It's, it's more like a. a I don't want to call it a Doom, but I mean it's it's more of a corridor shooter, isn't it? It is. I mean, um, I mean, you're you're fighting against uh, other hunters, right? So like, the, you, it's it's different. The structure is different. It is more linear. You're just going down one path to get to another area to defeat the boss of that level, and. Uh, there's some kind of there's lots of retracking, retreading, you know, going back to where you've been, and then just killing another different boss in the same area, mm. and things like that. But there's not much in the way of like you know going back with your morph ball or and finding new areas that you couldn't get to before. There's not so much of that, which is what um, kind of puts a lot of people off or makes. I mean, the, the, yeah. are there upgrades? I mean, does Samus get upgrades to the game? The I don't think there are that many upgrades. Um, but, but they aren't using this explorative way where, oh, now I can unlock this room because I have this power. That's right. Pretty much there's, there's a lot less of that. There's a lot yeah. less of that. Um, so you're obviously finding secrets like, um, you know, uh, missiles and stuff like that. But um, you don't have different suits or other things like that. Because a lot of the development time was gone into the multiplayer, which right. which has lots of characters with completely different weapons, alternative fire weapons, and different morph ball uh, modes, um, and lots of you know unique things to each character. So I think most of the effort went into you know basically developing. Uh, uh, I've forgotten how many there are now. At least six, I think. Well, I, I think that really is the case because it was really a showcase of uh, what could be done with online multiplayer for the DS. Yeah. Um, and it seems like that was the most well-received part of the game. Mm. Um, it was. It's very. Regardless good. of whether it's Metroid or not, um, do, do you feel like the game would have been better off if they had just done the multiplayer and just? I, I was thinking that. I mean, if you go back to something like uh, Turok, uh, what was that? The multiplayer on the Turok game. Uh, that was, I mean, that just focused on multiplayer. I don't think it had a single player at all. And people s- tended to like that. People who were into the multiplayer, you know, tour right. games. So I, I, I guess I'm the point sure. is, what, once you include a single player game, yeah. you invite the comparisons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Metroid like, games. And if you're not going to put in the effort, then yeah, it's kind of like yeah, a multiplayer game 
spread across a single player, like trying to cram it into a single player game. You know, we've got these cool new characters, let's, you know, plonk them at the end of the level and see what happens, that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it definitely did feel like that. Um, but when you go into the multiplayer, then you go, ah, okay, this is, this is where all the effort went. I mean, you've got like all these characters, you've got like uh, voice chat, you know, you've got like um, uh, ways to add, you know, people that you don't know to your kind of friends list, so you can, you know, rivals list and, you know, you can add people to your, uh, your friends list like that. Uh, I mean, it was really pretty amazing. I mean, we didn't even see that on the Wii until like two, three years later. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, well, e even uh, now, <laughs> even now, that, voice that's chat. That's because they didn't care to actually improve the infrastructure when they did the Wii. <laughs> it's basically the same as the DS. I mean, right, really right. I, mean I, I remember playing against some friends in the US uh, while I was in Japan, and the, the voice quality, I mean, it's a DS, but the quality was reasonably good. You could understand each other, and there was, there was no lag, and it was really fun. I really enjoyed the time that I played it. Um, I kind of got bored because... Uh, People got too good, <laughs> as with most online uh, yeah. first-person shooter games. People get good very quickly, and you get your ass handed to you more so than you win, and then you get frustrated and uh, give up. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's what happened but, to me. But what, there is a single-player mode, and the question I, get, I assume is regarding uh, single-player mode. Yes. Single-player mode. Yes, there's, yes, there's yes. these diamond-shaped chaos emeralds. That you're <laughs> And um, but they're not called chaos emeralds. With the Pokemons inside. No, they're called uh, octoliths. Um, Do they which... look like octopuses? <laughs> no, they don't. They're just kind of blue diamond-looking things. Uh, which you... It's just kind of like I mean, it's the same as like a Zelda game. You beat the you beat the boss, and then there's a you know there's a heart container that you pick yeah. up. It's it's just it's nothing. It's just you know something, just a reason. It's to... a MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a MacGuffin. Eight MacGuffins to collect, and then you win. <laughs> I, d I didn't complete the, f the single player game. Um, not because Doesn't it was, sound like there's any reason to. Yeah, not, not because it was too difficult, but just because I lost interest. And uh, multiplayer took over, and then I lost interest in the multiplayer for different reasons, and then uh, that was it. But I had a good time when I played it. And as, as much as uh, some other people uh, don't like first-person shooter controls on the DS. I don't mind it. I think I think it works all right. What do, what do you think? I mean, you played the demo, right? People complain, complained about the demo, and I know that they improved it from the, the demo. I thought the controls in the demo were pretty good, but I'm I'm a first-person shooter neophyte, so oh, I, I'm not I, too I heard there was a difference. I heard there was a difference. Like you... I, I don't know what the difference is, or maybe it's less sensitive or more sensitive, or maybe the jump is handled differently. I, I'm not sure. But, um, do you do you I touch to shoot? Like you sh you touch and it shoots where you touch. Is uh, it? I think there might have been two options. Okay, but... right. I think they went with the option of the the touch pen controls where you look and then you fire with the L button. I don't I don't think there was any other way to do it. Okay. Because I guess you know similar to how it took them a long time to work out how to do you know uh, FPSs on the Wii properly. I think. In that year that they took to finish it, I think they discovered that that was the best way to control it. Otherwise, you're kind of looking all over the place and you're clicking to fire, and then you're looking in the other way, and it kind of like might get a bit chaotic. So, 
Yeah. I like the way that they, they, they went with. I thought it was good. And uh, I think that reason alone makes, you know, despite the uh, you know, terrible graphics that the DS has for FPSs, I think that makes it better than the PSP for FPSs. I'd rather have those controls and worse graphics than better graphics and, you know, clicking buttons to look up. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, pretty ridiculous. All right, well, uh, you're sort of Metroid game there. Yeah, sort of Metroid game. Yeah. There's lots of people going, boo, at this point. It's not a Metroid Yeah, game. like, where's, where's our good music, guys? Uh, <laughs> I, I like the music from Metroid Prime. A lot of it's really atmospheric or background it makes it difficult to use for radio trivia but um and i also didn't want to like i think there's only one real recognizable metroid song and i really didn't feel like using it um so can, can, anyway. you, can you just put metroid prime music in the background now <laughs> just to make this is metroid prime music <laughs> it's hunters <laughs> yeah all right, we should move on to the third game, which uh, was requested by a listener by the name of Trevor. Trevor, good man. songs are starting to blend into each other now <laughs> have we moved yeah, on <laughs> well I'm you confused. know I, I chose this song before i chose the other games maybe okay. maybe i'll replace it with a different song <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
that was awesome. You know, to be honest, I thought James Jones had hijacked the podcast and he'd st- <laughs> started playing the Let's Tap theme tune. <laughs> let's tap, let's tap. Oh, God. Yay! Um... <laughs> ah, Jonesy. Uh, well, ho- hopefully that song was a little different from the previous ones. And I, I do apologize. This, uh, this episode is probably a little blander than most. I, I realize this. Um, but what are you here's trying to question. say? <laughs> I sing you suck, James. <laughs> no. So do we have a question? <laughs> yes, we do. So what is the prize you get for defeating what's arguably the hardest boss in this game? Which is uh, found in a side quest, an optional side quest. Is it a penguin that sings the Let's Tap theme tune? That would be an awesome um, prize, prize, but (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that didn't exist at this time, at the time of this game's creation. Oh, you've given given me something away then. Yeah, I guess so. Wow, what? <laughs> I didn't expect that Mario theme to come in there. <laughs> well, uh, it did. So what game is this? Jesus, I have no idea. <laughs> is this like, I don't even know what genre of game this is. I'm so confused. Uh, is it a puzzle game? No. Is it a sports game? Nope. All right. It's uh, a Paper Mario game. Um, Paper Mario. Actually, it's uh, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Ah, the GameCube one. 
And it's the GameCube one, which is... Uh, yeah, it's the weakest one. I'm sorry, guys. It's... It's a blur in my head. Um, it really didn't do all that much different from the, uh, the N64 game, which I really liked a lot. It just sort of dragged on and on. I mean, there are a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of fetch quests. I mean, there are sections of this game where it literally tells you to go back ex- across the area you just came from, do something, <laughs> and then come back to where you started. <laughs> it's called like, the fetch quest quest. <laughs> yes. No, literally, there is way too much backtracking in this game. And it isn't like they do anything really different. It's more of a talk to this person, then come back, or get this thing for me and come back. Uh, and right. um, yeah. it, Never fun. it got old. Um, the presentation's fine, but it just, you know, the, I mean, Paper Mario's um, RPG battle system isn't all that uh, complex. So uh, when you're throwing in filler like that, um, it really gets old. I mean, if the plot's moving along, fine. But there's some... I mean, it, there's some boring stuff in this game. I'm sorry. Is it funny? Um, it is not as funny as it thinks it is, but there is some funny <laughs> stuff in there. Um, it, I'd say that in Super Paper Mario, they did a much better job of pacing and humor. Right. Um, I don't remember the original being that all that funny, but it had a unique... Um, for its time presentation and, and there weren't all many RPGs in the system anyway so right. um, you can kind of get away with that so but yeah Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is kind of it's not a bad game it's just I don't know there's just something kind of bland about it so it's, it's one of those where they can get away with it because you ain't got anything else to play <laughs> <laughs> I think so yeah <laughs> Nintendo are good at that <laughs> You don't yeah, like I it? Guess what so. else are you going to play? Yeah. But, I mean, there's some clever stuff in there. You know, there's Bowser segments where where you just sort of storming through old Super Mario Brothers levels and things like that. I mean, there's, there's some good stuff in there. But um, Well, the N64 one is on Virtual Console, right? So Yes. And yeah. the GameCube one will play in your Wii, so you got you got the choice there. It'll probably run about the same price. You should just play Super Paper Mario if you want to... Uh, play Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Just forego it and, and choose one of the other two, because um, they're both much better games. Um, cool. But the uh, there is a side quest, or I assume there are a couple of side quests. But uh, one of them is this pit of trials, where it's basically a hundred rooms where <laughs> you fight baddies. Yes. Not exactly. the sta- I thought you were going to say a thousand years of uh, levels or something. Hence the hence the name of the game. No, I think the name of the game comes from some mythical door below, deep below the Mushroom Kingdom that opens up once every thousand years or something silly like that. I, I don't know. Something about buying a thousand doors for charity. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that that was a publicity stunt they did. I remember more about that than I do about this game. Um, anyway, the the last trial in this pit of a thousand, uh, pit of a thousand, uh, pit of a hundred trials. <laughs> the thousand is, pits uh, of trials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, anyway, um, there, there's a boss. I, I don't recall his name, and I didn't write it down because I don't care enough. Pit boss. But if you beat him, you get um, a badge. You no, know, the Paper Mario has this badge system, um, and and it's called the Return Postage Badge, which um, basically deals. If you get hurt, half of the damage you take also goes to um, the enemy who dealt the damage. So. 
it's kind of, I would say it's a game breaker, except I think this is sort of the last thing you would get in the game anyway, so it's kind of, here's this really cool thing that you'll never use. Um, but uh, I guess a lot of RPGs have stuff like that, where it's like, oh, there's this really powerful item, but you don't need it anymore because you're already really powerful. And as with um, most things, based on real life, when somebody punches you in the face, they usually fall down with half the stuff. Exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I really like the badge system in Paper Mario. I thought I think it works out really well. And, and uh, unlike a lot of RPGs where you have to kind of commit to upgrading one thing, it's it's a way of allowing you to kind of adjust on the fly. I guess it's an accessory system, but it's much more integral than a lot of accessory systems in in, um, in a lot of other RPGs. Did you play so, the the Wii one? Yeah, I don't recall if it has a badge system or not. To be honest, would which uh, which order would you rank them then? The N64 one first, and then... It depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for an RPG, then the first one's the best. Mm. Um, if you're looking for a fun romp, the, the Super Mario Mario's the best, because the RPG battle system kind of drags on after a while. Um, but, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's why I'm saying that this GameCube game kind of gets stuck in the middle somewhere. Okay. It's a shame. Cool. I like the last song. That was good. I like that one. There are a lot of songs in this game, and, and a lot of them are pretty good, but it, just like the, the gameplay, there are a huge number of songs, and they kind of blur together. So, yeah. um, Just like this whole podcast, actually, this episode of the podcast. Uh, everything seems <laughs> to be blurring together. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's blur on to the second to last game. I, I was going to say the second game, but it's actually the fourth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. We're, we're moving along quickly. Come on, we're doing this. It's going well. 50 minutes. Are we walking again? We wandered into like a scary cave or something. <laughs> oh, the walking continues.
Cool. All right. Here's a question, James. What item restores your magic points in this game? Is the answer a penguin again? <laughs> It's an RPG, right? It is an RPG, although it's a kind of a strange one. Um, this is make sure I say this correctly. Uh, the ma- the magic of Scheherazade for <laughs> yes for the NES, and uh, it's I guess a fairly obscure NES game requested by Jeremy Holly from Huntsville, Alabama, whom uh, you might know as Sunjelos from forums. Um, wow. And it's actually a it's a fascinating little game. It's developed by Culture Brain, who who uh, is a Japanese developer that I think mostly makes like I want to say like mahjong games or or some stuff like that that really just doesn't make its way out of Japan. But um, wow, I wouldn't have got that with a thousand guesses, with a thousand doors. Yeah, but <laughs> so this is a, a later NES game that. Um, it resembles Zelda or maybe Star Tropics in that you're walking around going from town to town. Um, this, and, this was and, released in the States, right? Yes, yes it was. And, um, and it, you know, it has the overworld and, and their battles where they're real-time battles. But it also has a turn-based battle system. And they're distinct. So like, you can walk across the screen and there'll be baddies on the normal you know, overworld screen. And then you'll walk around some more, and then there'll be a random battle that is more like a Dragon Quest battle. Um, and it has a completely different battle system because um, it's turn-based. Right. How, how do you how do you say the name again? What? How do you spell it? S C H E H E R A Z A D E. So I I'm, I think it's Shaharazad, but Shaharazad. The magic of Shaharazad. <laughs> it's a fascinating game, and it looks like it's pretty well done. There, there's a lot to do in there. Um, I think the concept is 
is sort of themed after Arabian Nights or something, where it takes place in kind of whatever, a long time ago in Arabia or someplace <laughs> like it. And, um, and you're traveling through time, going back and forth to, to fight this mysterious enemy that apparently you fought and lost to, so you lost your memory. Um, and, oh yeah, your, your girlfriend was captured. So, um, By Shaharazad? No, Shaharazad is, is the name of your girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Exactly, yeah, of course. Of course. Just like the Legend of Zelda, magic is a Harazan. So, um, I, it's really hard to describe. Um, I do recommend you you uh, pull it up and watch a video of it on YouTube because it, it really is a pretty unique game and how it kind of bridges the Star Tropics or Zelda NES gameplay with literally like Dragon Quest style gameplay. And, um, and the variety of items, you can jump in the game, but. I think the way it works is it's sort of like the, the Zelda games, like the Zelda Game Boy games, yeah. where you map an action to A and you app, map an action to B. So oh, you can map jump to A and you can map your rod attack to B, or you can map talk to B. I mean, it, it's kind of weird. You have to choose you, that you want to talk by mapping. <laughs> it is not context sensitive. You have to, um, you have to equip your mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not unlike the you know the original Dragon Quest where you had to push A and select go upstairs or whatever. <laughs> so, um, anyway, what, the item in question that restores your magic points is called a mushroom, and, and there are a bunch of other weird names in in this game because of this bizarre theme, um, which I don't know if it really is Arabian themed or not. It kind of looks like it. Well, I, I was just looking. I'm just looking at some pictures now, and apparently the Japanese version was called like Arabian something, Arabian okay. sh- Arabian Shiraz and then Zad. And apparently it was uh, completely different, like different graphics and everything in the Japanese version. Huh. Probably got some demons in or something. Something. Oh yeah, they gotta get rid of those demons. Yeah, yeah. or crosses. <laughs> gotta get rid of those too. Yeah, burning unless, crosses. Unless they're like graves. Otherwise. <laughs> So, if you enjoyed these selections, or even if you didn't, you can write me at TYP at Nintendo World Report with your own game requests, or you can uh, go to the story for this podcast episode, and there'll be a link uh, you can follow to email me your requests. So, um, please do give them to me. Please do, because otherwise you have to suffer our requests. <laughs> That's right. More links crossbow training and Metroid Prime Hunters from That's 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 a threat. That's a direct threat. If you don't <laughs> you get more links crossbow That's training. right. And and in case you haven't had enough of that, here's one more from James. <laughs> Every day that you don't suggest a game, I will send another request to TYP some <laughs> terrible sounding game. <laughs> and on that bombshell, let's go to the last game.
You see, that's, there are like three, there are like three songs in this game. That's exactly what I was just talking about. You see, this is what you get when you don't suggest games. It stinks. <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. understand how this game has any following whatsoever <laughs> oh but, i think there is i think there is I think there's a big there, def- there definitely is i just don't get it but um why don't you read the question here which high profile political figure appeared as a playable character in this game
<laughs> yeah, there must be so few songs in this game. <laughs> Three real songs and then like... Okay, I take full responsibility for this, okay? Listeners, don't don't send any hate mail to TYP, okay? <laughs> send it all send to me. Send your hate mail to... <laughs> Uh, hate mail at nintendoworldreport.com okay so the answer to the question is get her done (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no (laughs) so the high that's not his catchphrase (laughs) which high profile political figure appeared as a playable character in this game answer Bill Bill Clinton Clinton. yes Bill Nye the science guy Bill Nye science guy oh wait Clinton. Clinton. So, yeah, the game is... Welcome to NBA Jam! NBA Jam Tournament Edition. The sequel to NBA Jam. Is it like a full-on sequel, or was it more of kind of a rejiggered version it, of it? It's, 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 I think it's a pretty good sequel. I mean, uh, the, the gameplay's tightened up. You've got more, uh, more things going on. The graphics are improved. Uh, obviously, there's a roster update. <laughs> Literally, it didn't like um, add a bunch of new songs to this game. It added three new songs. <laughs> um, maybe they replaced it with and three songs. Replaced the original <laughs> three songs. Yeah, the, the game can only support three songs. It is not capable of supporting more. Yeah, I, I mean, it must be just the team selection, the uh, the character selection, and the options screen. I think that's. <laughs> That's probably it. Right? Is there no is there no music over the actual game? No, no, there's no music. It's all the uh, from downtown and things like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So just, wow. It's just okay. the. Uh, I think some music kind of kicks in. Well, sure. It's just like then. when you're playing a game, you know, da da da. Yeah, da, that oh. kind of thing. Except there are only like five songs in the soundtrack, so I don't know what that would be, but yeah. um. Boom shakalaka. Things like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. I could I could uh, I could go down the list of all the things that the commentary says. No, it's, it's okay. So uh, jams it in. Sorry, I'll stop doing that. What about this game uh, makes it so endearing? Because you know they announced kind of a spiritual or not so spiritual successor uh, to this called NBA Jam. Yeah. Um, I think it's being developed or published by EA. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure league. how they got. I'm not sure how they got the rights to it. I think this was originally what a Midway game. Uh. Acclaim? Midway? Acclaim? Yeah. Acclaim, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. So, the, uh, yeah, the, the rights were all over the place with this game. I mean, if you look at all the games in this series, it's changed all over the place, I think. Okay. But I'm talking about the N- SNES version, which right. I think is pretty awesome. I think, it's the, I think it was the best version. It was better than the, uh, the uh, Mega Drive slash Genesis version. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is obviously based on uh, an arcade game. And uh, the arcade game was famous for all these you know, hidden characters. You could kind of, I think on the arcade game, similar to Mortal Kombat, you could kind of put in these codes just before... Have you ever played a Mortal Kombat game? I think it started yeah. in Mortal Kombat 2 or 3, where the characters, you choose the characters, and then you've got like five seconds to enter a code. And then it changes something about the game. It was the same kind of thing in NBA Jam, I think. So you could change, you could change the characters, make their heads bigger, things like that. You know. Okay, so there's a bunch of zany crap they threw into it, which, uh, which clearly people remember. I mean, everyone was asking about the the bobblehead mode yeah. in the in the Wii game, yeah. which was uh, 
was being shown at E3 2010. So, right. it's it's just a really fun two-on-two um, -two basketball game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I was I'm I'm really into basketball, but I'm not really. I, I like playing basketball and I like playing NBA Jam, but I'm I'm not really. I don't really watch. I don't follow basketball. I don't get into it in that level. So I think it's good for someone like me with a. You know, with an interest in basketball, but you know, not a majorly technical interest. Right. It's this is far from a simulator. It's yeah. kind of the opposite of a simulator. So, um, I mean, it, it probably fills that same niche as I don't know on the NES, maybe Blades of Steel. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Things like that, or, N or NFL even Blades, like the so. or even the Nintendo's own hockey game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that. I mean, the you know the the amount of people that are interested in this game. More than the just the usual, uh, you know, EA sports basketball game. You know, those people are pretty hardcore about you know the stats and everything like that. There's nothing like that in here. It's just you know, choose your choose your your, your favorite team. Go ahead, play some basketball. It's fun. Mm -hmm. You got guys jumping from the three-point lines, spinning around like a helicopter and slamming it in, and backboard <laughs> smashes and burns. You know, sets the net on fire. He's on fire! Is the most famous one because when you score three baskets in a row, you get your um, kind of like I don't know what you call that meter. You're charging, you're charged up, and every shot that you take, uh, kind of like fire trails come from the basketball and set the net on fire. Okay, yeah, it really does sound like something like um, Sega Soccer Slam or yeah, 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 or, or one of these very arcadey. Um, sports games. Yeah, exactly like that. So uh, it's it's just really fun. I mean, you can just push people over to you know, yeah. to just throw people to the ground. You know, there's nothing like good fun. Uh, all those technical, the technical rules of basketball. Yeah, uh, but but only three songs. That's one of the rules <laughs> of basketball. Um, <laughs> it's true. Three songs. That's your limit. Uh, yeah, it's. It's, I think it's a really fun game, and because of the arcade-ness of the controls, I mean, anyone could pick it up, and it's still fun now. That's mm -hmm. uh, that's one of those things. I mean, the last the last uh, podcast I was on, we were talking about uni races. You know, it's it's one yeah. of those games. You just pick it up, and it's fun. You know, anybody yeah. can play it. Good fun. Anyway, it's getting a little late, so uh, slam a jammer. I'm gonna slam this one. jammer and. Um, <laughs> Call it a night. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> I don't night, know. Everybody. I don't know what music you're gonna play in the background of us talking about NBA Jam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> throwing something nice. <laughs> anyway, bye everyone. Bye everybody.
Link's crossbow training is copyright 2007 Nintendo. Metroid Prime Hunters is copyright 2004 to 2006 Nintendo. Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is copyright 2004 Nintendo. Magic of Scheherazade is copyright 1989 Culture Brain. NBA Jam Tournament Edition is copyright 1994-1995 Midway Acclaim. Oh wait, that's more Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Not more of it, please.